Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 337 of this Daily Study Podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we uh, conclude our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. This episode is actually really covering 337, 338 and 339. We've once again missed a couple of days uh, of our study. Uh, Again, it's... uh, that time of year, I'm afraid. Lots of things um, happening over the last few weeks, uh, for, sorry, few days, um, to do with family and Christmas preparations and things like that. Uh, and just also, um, I've uh, not a lot of sleep's been having been having had because uh, of all the things that have been done and uh, all the various other factors as well. So what we've got then is an opportunity here to discuss the remainder of what we had in Malachi, which of course is our final discussion today about items from the Old Testament. Uh, Of course, um, next week we may touch on some scriptures from the Old Testament along with other ones when we talk about the Christmas lesson. Uh, But uh, this uh, is going to be a focus on the final focus on the Old Testament. So first of all, we have uh, tithing, which uh, comes into play here in Third Malachi, verse 8. Which is where we got up to in our last study session. So it begins with the familiar phrase, Will a man rob God? Yea, ye have robbed me, but ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. So firstly, uh, let's remind ourselves that uh, we have um, two things here that they are robbing the Lord with, tithes and offerings, and they're kind of put together. Um, So remember that this is obviously a focus on tithing that we're going to have here. But indeed, this is tithes and offerings, and offerings can obviously refer to uh, items such as fast offerings and things like that. Uh, But also offerings is just things that we generally offer uh, with um, the sacrifices that we give to the Lord. And remember the discussion we had a, f- a few days ago about the sacrifices uh, that the Israelites were offering and how the Lord was not happy with them. So we go on to, um, like I say, uh, this discussion of tithes here. Uh, President James E. Faust said this, quote, Members of the church who, who do not tithe do not lose their membership. They only lose blessings. If we trust in the Lord, he will open the windows of heaven to us as we give back to him the one-tenth he asks of us. His promise is sure. Although tithing carries with it both temporal and spiritual blessings, the only absolute promise to the faithful is ye shall have the riches of eternity. Close quote. So we know that um, you know the blessings of, the, of tithing come in living the covenants that we make at baptism and one of them be, being that we all promise that we will pay tithing and the blessings of keeping our covenants um you know is eternal life and tithing is a part of that uh, so we need to remember the the wider picture of this and not just you know tithing being a specific commandment that we need to keep although it is something that we must do or we must strive to do we get to verse 10 uh, and the Lord then issues this challenge uh, to us, saying, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, 
and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Um, he reminds us that we need to pay, keep the Lord tithing uh, and we will be shown uh, the blessings that will come. And again, he is not, you know, we're not specifically told what exactly the blessings are. We're not told that we shall have X amounts of money all the time or whatever it is. Um, the blessings, the, the windows, the blessings that pour from the windows of heaven, we do not determine. Um, we simply um, accept with gratitude those blessings because the Lord has been able to fulfill his his side of the covenant because we have striven to uh, keep our side. Um, we actually had an interesting uh, discussion about tithing uh, in our Sunday school lesson. It was mentioned about how nowadays a lot of people will pay their tithing via direct debits or via a online system which is kind of done automatically each month, particularly if they have... Um, a, a job with a salary which is the same each month or each week or whatever it is. Um, it is done automatically. Uh, and they um, questioned this, um, even, you know, and were worried perhaps that they were um, doing this out of habits rather than out of um, concerted and um, reflected or reflective uh, action on their part um, and we had an interesting discussion about that and we kind of came to the discussion point at the end where yes it may become a habit that we pay our tithing with but the difference between a habit and uh, a polluted offering which is of course what Malachi was talking about in previous chapters in chapter one um, the difference between that is that it becomes part of you uh, and that if it's a habit Yes, you may sometimes go through the motions with it, but what you are doing with tithing, and tithing specifically, is it becomes part of you so much that you, you do it without question. You, you do it, you commit to doing it each month without question, without the discussion of, oh, can we do it this month? Rather than, rather that, rather you are saying, each month, this is coming out, this is my 10%, this is the, what the Lord has asked for in terms of the law of tithing. And I will always pay that each month without question. And I want this automatic system to do that for me. That in itself requires a lot of faith. Um, and of course, we are given moments to reflect and be reflective and considerate with our tithes and offerings that we give because we then have the opportunity to have our tithing declaration uh, once a year. And of course, our, tithe, our temple recommend uh, once every two years. Um, renewed. So in each of which we talk about tithing briefly and we um, declare uh, what our status is with tithing. So we are given moments to kind of reflect on that and state it. Um, but I just thought it was an interesting discussion because sometimes uh, we can get into the motion of things and paint and um, offering our tithing and, off and other offerings as well, of course, um, is something which we can we can try and set up a automatic system to do, but uh, that does not take away from you know the the offering that it is and the sacrifice that it is uh, to pay our tithing as well. So I thought that was uh, an interesting uh, discussion we had there, which may well be applicable to many people that are listening. Uh, so moving on then, 
Um, I just want to mention verse 14 before we carry on, uh, because there's an interesting verse here. It says, ye have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? Um, it's interesting because uh, this verse uh, is an example of what we sometimes may feel like in the latter days, particularly when there is difficult, very difficult challenges that we're going through, either whether it's because of our discipleship or because of someone else, or whether it's because of uh, just the fact we live in a natural fallen world uh, that we are to go through challenges in, and that's part of life. Um I just thought it was a, an interesting verse because sometimes we may question what is the point uh, sometimes to strive to do our best when, you know, we don't necessarily in this moment in mortality uh, see the immediate, any immediate blessings that come from doing that. Of course, you know, it's difficult to have the eternal perspective when we're in the moment in a very difficult child, uh, tri trial. Uh, but uh, the Lord is able to bless and support us through it. Um, and then, uh, hopefully one day, we'll see the blessings that have come uh, from these challenges. We're going to move on to Malachi chapter 4 now, which of course concludes with the final chapter of the Old Testament. Uh, but also, uh, one of the most important things uh, in this last dispensation, I say that because it is, I think, if I remember rightly, the second thing uh, that the angel Moroni talks about uh, to the prophet Joseph Smith. Um, he talks about, now, um, was to uh, speak about uh, the Book of Mormon um, and how there were plates deposited. But also then the second thing he talks about is these verses from Malachi, uh, verse 1, 5 and 6 of Malachi chapter 4. Um, we'll begin with verse 1 um, just briefly but then we'll focus in on um, verses five and six. You'll notice, of course, that we've just reached uh, past the 10 minute mark. Uh, this will be a, like a lengthier episode to catch up some of the things that we missed from last week. And then hopefully tomorrow we'll, we'll then recommence with our daily bite-sized study session episodes. Um, obviously, this is probably a, a difficult week in which to decide to um, recommence with our daily episodes, particularly with it being the, the week of Christmas. Uh, but we'll see where this takes us. And if we do miss a day here or there uh, throughout the Christmas week, you will um, forgive me, uh, obviously, particularly at the weekend with Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, the other thing I have to take into account is the fact that um, once we get into next week, where we start our study of the New Testament, uh, is that um, I will be, we will be away visiting family for a few days. So that might be challenging too, but we'll see what we can do uh, and we'll recommence with that there. But as I say, the intention uh, is that we uh, recommence with our days to the uh, session episodes um, from tomorrow with the Christmas week. So going back to Malachi then chapter four, it says in verse one, for behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the proud, yea, all the wickedly shall, that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it leave them neither root nor branch. Now, of course, this is a um, something which is focusing, I suppose, on the change that will happen on the earth. Sterling W. Sill uh, said this, quote, Then will follow the long-awaited uh, 7,000 years, 
This will be a millennium of peace when, the, when Christ will reign personally upon the earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. This change in the earth status will be initiated at the glorious second coming of Jesus Christ, and after its purification, the new king will remove the curse from the earth and reinstate its former terrestrial magnificence. This great millennial period with its perfect government has been a favourite theme of the prophets since time began. It should also be one of the most motivating influences in our lives. Close quote. Um, I do think that sometimes, you know, again, we look towards the, the second coming at times with perhaps fear or uncertainty about what that will look like. Uh, but remember that uh, the Lord is good to us uh, and that he is merciful uh, and that if you are listening to this podcast, you are put sacrificing some of your time and efforts uh, in learning about him and about um, developing your connection with the Saviour. That's ultimately what I initially began doing this podcast for, was to share my testimony, share my thoughts and witness of what we are studying uh, together uh, in this Come Follow Me, um, and to be able to help connect others more to the Saviour, and to connect myself more to the Saviour, to be fair, because doing this has meant that my study has completely transformed as to what it was before. Um, and so... Yeah, I think that, that that we sometimes just need to give ourselves a bit of um, slack when we are doing the things that we do to try and serve the Lord. Of course, you know, we do need to engage in daily repentance. We do need to make sure we are removing out of our lives things that will be removing the Spirit from us. Uh, but uh, there is, um, you know, a lot of good we can um, try and say, um, identify that we've been trying to do. But then we'll get to verses 5 and 6 now. And... Uh, there is obviously a reference to this uh, with the angel Moroni. Uh, and what I want to do is to try and pick out some of the differences uh, that takes place uh, in these verses um, in Malachi chapter 4 and in Joseph Smith history, verses 39 and 40. Nope, 38 and 39. Uh, and just maybe identify why those differences are there. Uh, not to say uh, that what's in the Old Testament isn't helpful or wrong, but the fact that we have this revealed translation from uh, the angel Moroni indicates there are things that were lost. So, in verse 5 of Malachi 4, it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Whereas the angel Moroni says, Behold, I will reveal unto, I will reveal, reveal unto you the priesthood by the hand of Elijah the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Um, so, the key difference there is, of course, the words reveal unto you the priesthood by the hand of Elijah, not just send you Elijah. So it indicates here that there was um, an important revealing that took place here and how, firstly, that the things that have been restored to the earth are, are a revealing, not a institution of new things. And of course, that's what the word restoration indicates, is that these things that have been restored to the earth were here before. And I think that's an important factor. This wasn't a new religion that was being set up. But way from the beginning, uh, the prophet Joseph Smith was being taught um, in 1827, when the angel Moroni appeared to him, that these things have been lost, but they are to be revealed and restored uh, through um, this living prophet now. Uh, and so... 
Uh, and what's interesting as well, actually, is that whilst this was the second principle that was taught, or the second thing that was revealed to the prophet through the discussions of the angel Moroni um, about what was the what needed to happen on the earth now that he was receiving this knowledge, uh, is that we don't really have a fulfillment of this. Um, well. We don't have Elijah come to him until the Kirtan temple was dedicated, but we also don't have the next verse re um, revealed until really later revelations about the temple and the work that can be done for the dead. In verse 6, it says, And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Of course, we have here uh, a bit of a difference, quite a bit of a difference uh, in what my, um, Captain... Uh, Captain, in what the angel Moroni says uh, to uh, the prophet Joseph Smith in verse 39, he says, and he shall plant in the hearts of the children the promises made to the fathers and the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers. If it were not so, the whole earth will be utterly wasted at his coming. Um, this is um, a really important uh, difference here. So the fact it says plant in the hearts of the children, the promises made to the fathers teaches me a couple of things. Firstly, that it would indicate uh, that the um, there's a difference here. In Malachi, there is turning the heart of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. Whereas in, Mal in Moroni's uh, rendition, it's a focusing of the hearts of the children changing. It doesn't actually mention the father's hearts being turned. Now, uh, I suppose there's a few factors there to consider. I suppose that the hearts of the fathers are already turned uh, to the children. Those ancestors that have moved on uh, into the spirit world will be fully aware of the changes and the work that needs to be done for them. And they are being taught about that. Uh, and so why would their hearts be needing to be turned if they know of the need that they have to be turned to their children? So I think that's interesting. Uh, the hearts of the children are being are, are being planted in rather than being turned, first of all. And so that indicates the principle of agency and how um, there's that spirit being planted there. The spirit of Elijah, as it's often referred to, particularly in patriarchal blessings, which is uh, a funny thing to mention, actually. Uh, I, I remember with when I received my patriarchal blessing, I, was, I just turned 17 or was about to turn 17. Uh, and I remember very vividly being told about some things that, you know, maybe were mentioned in the patriarchal blessings. One of them was about the spirit of Elijah. I'd heard it mentioned before a few times that uh, some people may have that mentioned in their, in their patriarchal blessings. And I uh, I remember going and sitting down in that uh, in, in the patriarch's home and hoping, not praying, uh, but hoping uh, that I didn't get the spirit of Elijah <laughs> because I saw family history work as something that all people did. And it was at the time, so it was uh, when it was 2007. So we were coming out of or into this period where the work was becoming uh, more digi digitized and more online. We weren't at the point, well, nowhere near the point that we are now, um, but we were getting closer to that point. But at that moment, it was still pretty much, I mean, we had a youth activity where we went to the family history library and 
we were going through microfilms and all these things like that, microfiche. And um, it was, I mean, I actually enjoyed doing that activity, ironically. And I actually found something quite interesting uh, with to do with my family. But um, even then, uh, I just did not want it. I was hoping that I wouldn't get the spirit of Elijah. I just really wanted to not have to, to have that. Uh, I think in my mind, I was probably a bit naive in the in thinking about what that meant and how how I would do it as well in my life. I think that I thought if I received the spirit of Elijah and my patriarchal blessing, then that was my life, you know, if that was all I was going to do. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think I was a little... Um, um, I didn't understand, basically, uh, what that blessing was. Uh, and by the way, yes, I was blessed with the spirit of Elijah in that blessing. And do you know what? A few years later, um, after my mission and after I was married... Uh, and actually, in the run-up to our first son, our first child being born, myself and my wife caught the vision of the spirit of Elijah, uh, and particularly her, but also me. You know, I've I've engaged in it in quite a lot. Not so much the last couple of years or so. I need to re- recommit myself to it. I think, uh, but um, we have found so many wonderful things. Um, particularly her. Uh, I must say once again, it's very much um, eighty, ninety percent her. But I found a few things along the way as well, which has been uh, really fascinating and interesting as well. Uh, and, of course, that is being fulfilled today. Um, the hearts of the children are being planted uh, with the promises that were made to the fathers. Again, this is one of the differences uh, that is in this verse, is that it's talking about promises made to the fathers. And, of course, with this, we think instantly of the Abrahamic covenants, which through the work with our uh, ancestors, we are connecting ourselves uh, with that covenant uh, relationship. Um, of course, when we are baptized, we, we are um, adopted into that um, house of Abraham anyway. Uh, but doing this work helps bring this connection through our ancestors as well to them, to, give, to help them receive the promises as well that have been made to the fathers. So that is an important part of it. And finally, to finish all of this off, what I love about this um, is that in this final phrase in Malachi, it talks about how the, the, uh, the Lord will smite the earth with a curse. Now, <laughs> that, if you read that as the last phrase in the Old Testament, might reinforce to some who believe this, that the Lord of the Old Testament, the God of the Old Testament, is a vengeful, uh, spiteful, just God that deals in punishments and curses. Um, and it can leave a little sour taste in the mouth. But if you read the Malachi account um, and what it says, it says, if it were not so, the whole earth would be utterly wasted at his coming. Now, again, there's two kind of definitions of wasted. One is, you know, you lay, th- lay waste to something. You kind of remove and kind of have to stop all of the things that happen with it, which, of course, will happen once the millennium is finished. The work will be done. But this is, I think, referring to when the when the Lord does come at first. Uh, so at his coming, the earth will be utterly wasted. And that will mean that it will not have been able to fulfill its purpose if this work is not done. Now, of course, this work is being done. Um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is leading the way in connecting the children's, children to the promises made to the fathers and turning their hearts towards them. And then, of course, we come to the actual last line in the actual text of the Old Testament, uh, and that is the end of the prophets. You'll notice a big asterisk there uh, with that, 
And it says, in other words, the end of the books of the prophets of the Old Testament. Remember, this last 12 books were the, the books of the prophets, particularly the minor prophets. And so Malachi is the final one of those uh, prophets there. And so rather than change the text uh, within the Old Testament, there's just that reminder that that's what that means. Because, of course, um, we have further prophets and revelation uh, whether that be through the Saviour himself or whether that be through his apostles who acted as prophets and revelators uh, once he had left the earth. So that's just obviously an important reminder to us there. And there you have it. Uh, we have reached the end of the Old Testament. Um, there was plenty there to get through, um, almost three episodes worth. Uh, I mean, I would argue, yeah, it is three episodes worth. We are past seven minutes like three we're past three lots of seven minutes it's like three lots of eight minutes which will be three lots of episodes so there's your three episodes that you missed thank you very much uh and um i hope you um managed to join with me to the end of this it really has been a wonderful year um you know as with the doctrine and covenants uh, i think the book of mormon was different because i feel like that we always felt that our study of the studies of the book of mormon were better because perhaps it was more accessible to us in the language that's used um, but certainly, for me, the Doctrine and Covenants in Church history was just, my eyes were open wide to all the contexts and the background and the discussion that took place with the different sections in the Doctrine and Covenants. But then also uh, we have, you know, the Old Testament, I am certain, was the one which we all thought, this is something I've really not dug into uh, properly yet. Uh, and this year of study, you know, come follow me, has really helped with that. And so many prophets and so many uh, experiences and so many um you know individuals in the scriptures and, and i say men and women in the scriptures of the old testament who we have learned so many things from uh, and i think that you know this has been a wonderful opportunity to deepen our love of the old testament and our understanding of it and so yeah thank you so much for joining me on this journey and please join us next week as we uh, dive into the week of christmas uh, and then we will, of course, meet again next Tuesday uh, to be able to begin the study of the Old Testament, uh, the New Testament, sorry, which, of course, will bring this podcast around. We're not quite at the point um, where the podcast began um, when we reached the, the New Testament, but it will be around June time where this podcast will then reach its fourth year anniversary. And we will be begin covering some of the principles that uh, we started discussing together but of course, uh, we'll use the new manual, which obviously will have some different things to focus on. Uh, and of course, um, there'll be further uh, things to learn together. So, you know, I hope you'll continue to join with us. Uh, we'll always be sharing something on a Monday that's uh, updated from what I've been studying uh, alongside that as well. So plenty more to come uh, on this podcast. Please keep uh, sharing and joining with us. Um, and we'll, and, and until we meet again. <laughs>